you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. The happy kickoff week, Thursday night, Dak and the Dallas Cowboys heading to Tampa Bay to take on Brady and the defending champion Buccaneers. Man, week one is here. The NFL's biggest season ever, literally starting on Mm. Thursday night. We've got you covered all day long, starting with this show. Good morning, football. Pleased to be presented by our new sponsor, Old Trapper Beef. Very glad to be part of their family, that they're part of our family on this Tuesday. Somehow. People are starting their work weeks. People are excited for Mm -hmm. football. People are still drafting in fantasy football. And we've got a show for you on the September 7th. My name's Kay, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt is here, Michael Robinson as well. Should we get right to it, guys? Two sleeps away? Let's get it. All right, let's do it. Lee Block. Lee Block. Two sleeps until this. Thursday night action. The Cowboys. The Buccaneers kicking it off. The game. Yeah. (laughs) For the latest on the defending champs, let's send it down to our very own Sarah Walsh. She is in Tampa. Hey, Sarah. Thanks, Kay. The Buccaneers practiced indoors on Monday and spent time at the end of practice simulating crowd noise. They're going to have a full-capacity Raymond James Stadium on Thursday night, something that these players have not seen in a very long time. In other good news, Ndamukong Sue came off the COVID list. He will be ready to go on Thursday night. And the lone question mark for this Buccaneers team when it comes to their starters would be safety Jordan Whitehead. He's been missing most of this preseason dealing with a hamstring injury and has not been able to practice. Mike Edwards would get the start in his place. Overall, this Bucks team has been incredibly healthy this preseason, and several players, including JPP, Mike Evans, Tom Brady, have said they're feeling better than they have in a long time. JPP told us on Monday, expect to see the JPP of 2010. Tom Brady will address the media today ahead of his 22nd NFL season later this afternoon. Okay. I know it's 22 years. It still sounds crazy every time anybody says it. 22nd year for Tom Brady. Thank you so much, Sarah. You'll be covering that team leading up to that game, of course. Keep it right here on NFL Network. Brady is scheduled to speak with the media later today. Now, Sarah, as we all heard, mentioned the full crowd at Raymond James Stadium. That'll happen on Thursday night. The fans certainly playing a role in this one. Let's take it on the field, though. What's going to be the biggest X factor mm. in Cowboys v. Buccaneers? Football's here, Peter! Football is here. <laughs> I can't wait. Up, <laughs> there's anybody more excited, it's it's probably Tom Brady. Uh. It's time to play ball. And last year, it was this incredible uphill climb to start the season. We were dealing with a COVID-riddled uh, offseason where no one was in person and he had to learn a whole offense and he had to take his receivers elsewhere. And then we had to learn on the fly and they lose to the Saints, they lose to the Rams, lose to the Bears. And then it clicked midseason. Imagine that team without that ramp-up period and imagine it being smooth sailing, everybody coming back and facing a team that hasn't even played a preseason game yeah. as a unit yeah. together. I, I think this is going to be a one-sided ball game. And I'm saying really? Tuesday, I'm supposed to hype this game. <laughs> the more I talk about it, I think Brady's coming in dialed in. Yep. I think yep. that Buccaneers team is ready to go. And as Sarah's talking about a full-capacity Raymond James, 
and they're coming out there and there's going to be live entertainment beforehand. This is the way a champion rolls out. Okay. And guess what? They bring everyone back, and I don't think it's just going to be Brady. Take a look at what that offensive line from Dallas, which is without Zach Martin, is going up Oof. against. Mm-hmm. Look at these names. This is the Bucks defensive front seven. And usually you get three or four guys. Look at the title of this that uh, Gina and I put together. Good luck, Good luck, Good luck Dak. Uh, <laughs> also, come, welcome back, Dak. Welcome yeah. back. <laughs> they come back, and they come back in waves. And Dak Prescott, without his best offensive lineman, without having played since week four of last year, without having thrown a pass in the preseason. You pick it. What do you want? Because the name, the second to last name on that second column, Joe Tryon Shoyinka, is not a familiar name. He just dominated at training camp at preseason. He's their first round pick. I think this is a one-sided ball game, and it starts in the line of scrimmage, and it's going to be this unit just absolutely wrecking havoc on that Dallas offense. There's a lot of ways we could take this. We're going to dissect it in a million ways. I know the NFL Network doesn't want me saying it's going to be a blowout. I just don't see a scenario where the Bucks don't come out blasting cannons and being ready to blast off in their t- their championship defense. <laughs> Let's go. I'm ready to go right now if there's a game. I know Brady is, and I know this Bucks team is ready to play. This that Bucks, that Bucks right defense now. is lights loaded. out. It's loaded. It's lights out. Everybody's coming back. They know how to get after the football. They know how to get after the quarterback. We saw that, uh, you know, in the Super Bowl. Uh, but I'm going to look at Dallas's defense and say okay. the X factor is Dan Quinn, okay? See, guys, last year we, we got accustomed to watching this Dallas Cowboys defense leave guys wide open, <laughs> uh, out of gaps. You see you, you see lanes for runners just as big as Mack trucks can run through it because these guys were confused, right? They were a 4-3 team in personnel, and they were changing to a 3-4 defense. That doesn't work, especially without an offseason. All right, this year they're back to a 4-3, which fits their personnel. And Dan Quinn, is I, I, he has to figure out how to get Tom Brady off the spot. I'm just not sure that the Dallas Cowboys have four rushers that they can just send after Brady and drop seven mm. to make it hard on him. He's going to have to pick his spots, maybe sometimes on second down, on, on you know some second and longs and things like that, to pressure Tom Brady. Because mm. if Tom Brady has an ability to just sit back there and pick him apart, uh, Tom Brady will do that. Yeah. And Tom Brady has the patience to take the check down every single time. I know that three deep defense doesn't like to give up the explosive plays, but if you don't get any pressure on Tom Brady, Peter, to your point, mm-hmm. I, I don't see how Dallas can win this mm-hmm. game unless Ezekiel L.A. runs for 200 yards mm-hmm. and they just move people off the board. Maybe. And I don't think this is going to be a blowout. And on paper, it looks like it is. Yeah. The football gods are weird. Strange things happen. <laughs> Season premieres are always kind of wonky games. The energy is strange. Things happen week one, and Mike, you brought me to it. Peter, you said uh, time to play ball, uphill climb. My X Factor is Ezekiel Elliott, and I don't even think it's close. Uh-oh. Number 21, let me tell you about Ezekiel Elliott. He is second in the league in salary per year for running backs. It's Christian McCaffrey, and then it's Zeke and Kamara tied. Bring up the full screen. What do you think this is? This is the guys last year who had 20-plus yard runs. Derrick Henry had 16, led the world. Nick Chubb, and then three Ravens. If you can squint down to the very bottom of the screen, Ezekiel Elliott was tied for 32nd in 20-plus yard runs. That's not going to work. That's not going to work with the money he makes, with the fame that he makes, where he was drafted, with the ridiculous contract that he made them sign when he went to Cabo. Zeke, we got to have something. Especially, and listen... I know Zach Martin is out. I know the Bucks front is is tough. I don't care. It's time to go to work. It's time to it's time to make the donuts. It's it, it, time to look at that contract and say, this isn't Dak's team for a hot second. I want to put the team on my back. Like Zeke, we haven't seen that from you in years. That's the Zeke that we've seen. It's none of this thing eating with the spoon. It's none of that. None of that. Which is why when we watch him and hear him that he's down to 218 pounds, bam, he's going to be fast again. Which is why when we see him on Hard Knocks eating candy, we get nervous. (laughs) All of that stuff. I think Dak is going to be Dak. I think he is a great player. I think he'll be fine. 21 on the Cowboys with no explosive plays, then it will be a blowout. Then it will be smashed. Zeke, dude. It's not that we want you to play well. It's that they need you to play well. Help them. Help you. Is Is Zeke an elite back still? In 2016, he was. In 2015, Ohio State. If you were to rank him right now, where is he coming in? He's not. 13? Yeah, he's not in my top 12? 
And see, get mad. I know you're a jolly guy. That's the thing. Hard Knocks, isn't he the happiest, jolliest? So fun. <laughs> we'll see how he's doing around the second yeah. quarter when he has three carries for negative four yards. I mean, we, we got to have something, man. I, I can't prop this guy up anymore. Everything you guys are saying makes me so scared that Zach Martin's not suiting up for this game. Like, in order to have Zeke Elliott be effective, you need Zach Martin in order to defend off a Buccaneers pass rush that comes in waves. You need those tackles. And you look at them, and you don't have Zach Martin there. You have Lyle Collins. You have Tyron Smith. You would hope they would do something. I mean... I haven't seen Collins since 2019. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen him since then. He missed all of last year with a hip injury. And then, just to point out, Tyron Smith played two games last year. When he's healthy, we know he's all pro. Mm-hmm. We know who he can do. But having those guys not play together for so long is really going to affect it. And I'm really looking at those guys in these two matchups because they're going to have to step up and make up for what Zach Martin can do that is really going to miss and be missing because they're the ones that are going to have to handle JPP, mm-hmm. Shaq Barrett, and the like. Sue. And- yeah. Two, you yeah, know everybody got Vita Vea, Vita Vea. I mean, it's They're going to have to handle that. We've, we've got so much going on. Scott Pioli is joining the program today. Dan Hansis is kicking off uh, his season with us here with some power rankings. But uh, the truth of the matter is that we're all with heavy hearts all throughout the media group this week. We recently lost a member mm. of our NFL Network family, Tara Deeker. And we continue to honor her memory and her contribution to all of our lives, which if you just look at Twitter quickly, you'll understand the impact. I didn't know her personally. Peter, how will you remember Tara? Yeah, Tara was uh, was one of these wonderful souls that was just a ray of light. And when you would go on remote for mm. the combine or the draft, and when I say on remote, when we'd go visit there, she'd be the face that'd be waiting for you and say, hey, take my hand. I got you. Let's go. This is where you need to go. This is where you need to awesome. be. It was the mayor of Indianapolis for those combine weeks because she was the point person, always on it. And I remember walking in with Chris Rose and Charles Davis so many times to the second set at the combine and and Deke would take us there and would always give us just a, a great boost of confidence and joy but was also a chop buster like, yes. like <laughs> an all-time yeah. wise guy and oh yeah. and I'd be nervous and she'd give you something like this and say hey pretend mm. like you're one of the Wall Streeters and go get it you know like something silly but she loved our show she would often tweet at our show and it's a great, great loss. We've had a lot of um, tremendous losses in the NFL Network family in the last couple of years. Some really good people. And uh, cancer is a terrible, terrible thing. And, and it took Deke. And um, I think we're all a lot worse off for it. But um, to know her was a really amazing experience. And she will obviously be a ray of light for all of us for, forever in this network. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. 
You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's kickoff week, baby. The music, the vibes are all-time high. It's Thursday night. Dak and the Dallas Cowboys heading to Tampa to take on Brady and the defending champion Buccaneers. We were just two sleeps away from week one. The NFL's biggest season starts on Thursday nights. We're going to break that down right here at the breakfast table. All show long. Scott Pioli joining us. We've got angry runs. We've got fantasy, of course, the players that I'm riding or crying with. Oh, yeah. All season long, yeah. probably. <laughs> probably once or twice during the season, sure. At GMFE with your tweets, this is Good Morning Football. We are pleased to be presented by our new sponsor, Old Trapper Beef mm. Jerky. Very happy to have you as part of our family here in New York. It's Tuesday, September 7th. My name's Kay Adams, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt here, Michael Robinson, Boom. all week yeah. long. And are you excited for some football? Yeah. Two days! Like Adam Thielen levels of excitement? Adam Thielen can't wait for his 2021 Vikings. He did not watch our prediction set, uh, segment, no, which none of us predicted the Vikings will go to the playoffs, but we'll do AFC later. And maybe we'll make up for it. AFC predictions on the docket. Who do you think wins the AFC? Is these guys are what is it? Don't drug test us. Don't yes. tell us. Don't tell us we should be fired. Don't tell us you should have our job. Don't tell. Ask us what we're smoking. It's just Kyle, you put the Eagles in the playoffs. That's right. Let's go. You, you left the Cowboys out of the playoffs. No stars in my, my world. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some of the stars. It'll be on the field in week one. It's time for the lead block. Lead block. Let's do it. Welcoming in lead block. Tom Pelissero joining us. Tom, welcome to the program and happy kickoff week to you. The Ravens already lost J.K. Dobbins for the season. Let's talk about the AFC. More bad news for the Baltimore backfield? Well, Kay, the Ravens are now searching for options after they lost another running back to a season-ending injury. This time it is one of their backups, Justice Hill, who suffered a torn Achilles just days after they lost J.K. Dobbins to that season-ending torn ACL. And Baltimore had some familiar names in the building as they looked for options at that position. They had a workout on Monday that included three running backs. Le'Veon Bell was one, Devontae Freeman, as well as Elijah Holyfield. Bell, of course, an interesting one, former AFC North nemesis with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who has had a tumultuous year. He was cut at his request by the New York Jets, joined the Kansas City Chiefs, was basically a bystander during their Super Bowl run, ripped Andy Reid on the way out the door, still only 29 years old, and apparently Bell still does want to play. Devontae Freeman, meanwhile, the longtime Atlanta Falcon, was released by the New Orleans Saints during roster cuts. Right now, the Ravens have only two healthy running backs on the roster, Gus Edwards and Tyson Williams. In happier news for the Ravens, they agreed to terms on a four-year, $56 million contract extension with their star tight end, Mark Andrews. He is now one of the NFL's highest-paid tight ends. No tight end in the NFL has more touchdown catches over the past season, two seasons, than Andrews with 17. And nobody has caught more balls from Lamar Jackson, who, of course, is in line for his own big payday. Okay. Top five tight end for my fantasy rankings. Thank you so much, Tom Pelissero, for the outline. There's some bad news, but some good news for those Ravens. And we'll be talking to you throughout the morning here on GMFB. You know, elsewhere in the AFC North, what a matchup, guys. Week one, the Browns, they'll have their hands full. They get to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we, of course, know how things ended in the AFC, you know, in the playoffs last year. The track record between these two squads, doesn't that they favor Cleveland? You go back to 2012 for the last time the Browns got a win against KC. That's a long, long time ago, almost 10 years Wow, and of course the Chiefs knocked the Browns out of the playoffs last year. Sunday, they get a rematch. I think this Browns team has been stewing. They have been waiting to just get revenge, and they get it right out the gates. Why is week one going to potentially be different for the Browns this time around? Uh, It's simple for me. Uh, I've seen some development from Baker Mayfield. I think he's going to have a a bigger jump this year. He has consistency in the play caller for the first time um, in his entire career. And what I love about Kevin Stefanski is he sticks to the run. You guys hear me say this all the time. Being ignorant about running the football. Yeah, sometimes you got to be ignorant about running the football. I know we're talking about Baker Mayfield, but Baker Mayfield gives some of his most explosive passes, passes off play action. When they were rocking last year and they had 11 wins and things like that, but Baker Mayfield's uh, completion percentage was above 60. 
because they were moving the line of scrimmage and the play action actually was, vi- was a viable option for them in the passing game. And this year, I think with the consistency and play calling, Baker Mayfield's going to have to win two or three games with just his Okay. Own. All right. I think he's ready for it. I, I do. You. Con- you know, contracts coming up, all of those things. He's going to get paid. They have their franchise quarterback in Cleveland. This year is the year that Baker Mayfield shows everybody we can win off just my arm, not just off the offensive line and our running backs. Mm-hmm. He went about two and a half months last year without throwing an interception, mm-hmm. and everyone thinks he's a gunslinger. He's not. He's really good. I also have to say one other thing. This is just off the top of my head here. It's prediction week here. We're all going around making our playoff predictions. Every- I got sent a clip from somebody else on some other show who's do- making this very passionate case about this team in the NFC, and they're going to go place, and at the end they go, don't be surprised. Oh, yeah. it- no. It's not don't be surprised week. It's not you could make a case week or arguably arguably I might take take up for the team or don't. If you're taking right? them, take them. Take them. Don't say don't you'd be surprised. The if there's no half measures, that's for the other 51 weeks there. This week you go in. Thank you. Uh, we'll get into the Cleveland maybe with the AFC picks. Okay. However, this is very simple. I don't think – we've talked about this for years. I don't think you can stand up and trade touchdowns with the Chiefs, even if it's – I just don't think you can. I, and I think teams have tried. We got the firepower. The Ravens have – they never win. I think Miles Garrett is going to have the Miles Garrett season. I think it's going to be one of the, the stories of this year. When we look back on it, this was the year Miles Garrett finally became a superstar. I think that's the only way you beat him. Look, I don't believe in – Blueprints, but we had that conversation after the Super Bowl. Every everybody did. Is that the blueprint? You got to hit Mahomes. You got to chase him. There's no blueprint. It but looks like you, they're chasing him there. Right? It looks great. Oh. And he got Henny in the playoff game. Miles Garrett has played well against Kansas City. We know the upgrades they've made on defense. But listen, I need this guy to turn into Reggie White when they play Kansas City. And if they don't, if he doesn't, I don't think they can beat him. I, I think the Chiefs are still that good and still that much in their prime. Miles Garrett needs a defensive player of the year against Kansas City, or I still think it's the Chiefs. That's it. You know, it's like the annual, uh, who's going to go up against Kansas City and Arrowhead to start the season? Last year at this time, we were talking about the Houston Texans going in on a Thursday sure. night. Oh, and we're wow, like, yeah. They've got Deshaun Watson. They've got this great young defense. They've got all these great wide receivers. And the Chiefs waxed them. It was a bad game. The Chiefs waxed them. This can't be the Browns. The Browns are going into Arrowhead. This is almost a playoff game, week one. Like, we've had a whole summer of hype about the Browns. You cannot get waxed in this game. And I don't think they will be. Uh, you mentioned Clowney and Garrett. I think those are huge. There's such an overhaul of the defense right. of new blood and new talent. And some of the lesser-known guys are going to play a huge deal. The two rookies, I think, are both going to make a major impact. In Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa, Kay and I both picked him as our defensive rookie of the year yesterday. Greg Newsom was taken even before him. But the guy I want to talk about is that last one in the second column, John Johnson III. John Johnson III was a captain on the L.A. Rams team that had Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald on defense. John Johnson III was basically the center fielder and the signal caller for that Rams defense and that defensive backfield that Aubrey Pleasant coached so well over the last few years. He's not a household name, but I'll tell you, when they opened SoFi last year, the Rams had to pick a couple ambassadors to show fans and media. Like, it was no question. Like, we're going with John Johnson. He's one of our best communicators. He was a free agent, and Cleveland rushed to sign John Johnson III. Why? Because he is your defensive leader in the backfield. He sees it all. He is your center fielder. So often we go towards the pass rush and we go towards the safeties. I think this might be the biggest addition for them. That guy right there mm-hmm. is going to play a huge role, especially when things are coming a million miles yep. per hour against Kansas City, in Kansas City, in Arrowhead. Who's going to be the calming force who has been in big games okay. and who picked yes. off Drew Brees uh-huh. in an NFC Championship game and ensured that the Rams are going to go to the Super Bowl? It was John Johnson III. It, I that was the one in overtime? That was him? He was the, the guy who made the interception. Oh, that's cool. And, and, Peter, he, and he played in the NFC West. He understands RPOs. He understands moving uh-huh. quarterbacks. Uh-huh. He's got oh. Lamar Jackson. That's why they rushed to sign him. He, he's the communicator on the back end with all the RPOs and read options. Great pickup by Cleveland. We've done the show for so many years, and Shriggs and I are always sort of on the outside of the Browns conversation, just like they're, they're building, they're getting it going, they're making it happen. And now I find that you and I are like leading the well, charge yeah. here. They're great. On the Browns, we haven't like even talked about it so much off camera, but I can just tell. And when I was with the Chiefs during the preseason, a lot of it, you know, because it's preseason, what are we going to talk about was this week one matchup. So it was a lot of, for me personally, looking back at that playoff game. And when I think of that game, I just think Travis Kelsey. He torched this team, this Brown secondary, 109 yards. They had no answer for him. Enter JOK. This is why I did such a deep dive on JOK and why I was so comfortable, Shrek picking him as my defensive rookie of the year because he's got he's the type he's this ultra athletic guy out of Notre Dame and the only time that we saw a team limit 
what Kelsey can do was when we had really athletic guys like Devin White, Levante David, keeping him from making a game-breaking play in the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that that's a lot to put on a rookie yeah, to say, like, is. hey, be Levante. I'm not saying yeah, that. I'm but, shook about but this. But you can't tell yeah. me that you can't tell me he's not the type, the type that can sort of help this secondary and reform them um, to sort of stifle a guy like Travis Kelsey. That's a specific matchup I'm looking at week one. No, you're not into this? No, but I'm fascinated by the interest. It's a second-round rookie, a promising athletic player. Yeah. Because Peter's on him and you're on him. Did yeah. you guys meet him or something? Were you taken <laughs> by his personality? Just, what is the fascination? Because I, I just looked at the, at the playoff game. and I mean, Travis Kelsey yeah. went half the game without Patrick Mahomes and still did whatever he wanted with to. Any, and I just yeah. feel like I'm at a point with this Browns team, especially with defensively, where they have they figured it out. They There's there's no holes in the defense. They figured out, like, how are we going to address this? I think they similarly looked and were like, it's kind of like what Green Bay would do with the secondary. They, mm. You know, that Kevin King thing happened? Like, well, let's draft a uh, corner. Yes. It's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. So to me, he just fits the bill well, of someone who can do it. And he is that f- ultra-athletic yeah, guy ultra-athletic, that can do it. And he's positionless. You can play That's him almost anywhere. Okay. That's what makes him he's so He's 225 pounds. He's like Patrick Queen or, right. like you mentioned, Devin White. We can roam all over. And he's the next generation of linebacker yep. where he looks like a safety, but he could be outside. He could right. be inside. He's everywhere. And I, I think he's going to play a huge role on the team this season. Bring back the fullbacks. These little, yeah. little linebackers. Never thought I'd see and I are all over the – he has a nice wrinkle that we'll see up against yeah. that Chiefs offense week one. In New York, September 7th, my name is Kay Adams. Michael Robinson is here. Peter Schrager is there. Kyle Brandt is there. We've got lots to talk about. So it's time for Lee Block. Lee Block. Let's do it. Jamar Chase taken fifth overall by the Bengals. He's had a less than stellar preseason. Four drops on five targets. Not exactly what he or the Bengals had hoped for so far. Chase did talk about those drops apparently at length yesterday and what he's looking forward to in week one against the Vikings. I know I left a lot of stuff out there, um, but you know that's all in time for me to get better. Of course, um, I'm not afraid to get better. That's what I'm, that's what I'm here for—to work and get better, and, uh, make the team better, make the organization better. So it's all a part of the plan. I mean, I'm pretty excited to go against Patrick Peterson. Um, I've been watching him for a long time, actually. Um, to finally have a chance to get a go up against him is—I could put Patrick Peterson on my highlight tape now. I mean, he might be mad I'm saying it, but hey, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's part of the game. I love to make play on him. Uh, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be too happy about it. You know, me learning some new things about Patrick Peterson, how he plays, um, probably just make me better. So I can't wait to do it. Not a perfect training camp or preseason, but hey, regular season kicks off week one up against the Vikings. We'll see what he does. Patrick Peterson and company. We're looking forward to week one. Bengals, one of the eight teams who finished fourth in their division in 2020. Jamar Chase obviously looking to change that up for Cincinnati. Guys, five teams in the last four seasons have done it. They've gone from the basement to the penthouse suite just the next year. Which team out of those? We can keep putting that screen up. Let's have it handy back there in the control room. Who has the best shot at going worst to first in 2021, KB? It's a fun segment. Isn't it? It's the perfect week to do it. I love it. And we did our NFC playoff picks earlier in the show, and I have the Philadelphia Eagles getting a wild card. Uh, I think they also have the best shots go worst to first. And you might say, that's crazy. They're terrible. and There's so much change. That's why I like it. I, I, I believe in the Jalen Hurts thing. Here's a couple things. When you're making these picks and you're trying to predict a season, what do you believe and what do you not believe in? And it, it, due respect to these people, I don't believe in Daniel Jones. I don't really believe in Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I have a lot of doubts about Mike McCarthy. That covers the entire division. So I'm going to take a ride on an unknown. I'm going to take on a ride on Jalen Hurts. And I got to tell you, Nick Sirianni was on the show last week, and we got really fired up about it. It's excitable and everything, and never mind anybody else at the table. D'Angelo Hall was here, who was on record as saying that he hates the Eagles. A long time with Washington, he hates them. And he was coming out of this chair. I think you have a young, excitable head coach, a young, impressive talent, and I'm going to take a ride on it. I really do. I like their front on defense. I like their weapons on offense. And I like this. Here's my best way of showing what kind of talent Jalen Hurts has, the best kind of potential. Think about these games. 300-yard passing, 60-yard rushing. In history, Steve Young has four, Michael Vick has four, Russell has three, Jalen Hurts has two in four starts. (laughs) Four starts. Those are Hall of Famers. Those are sensations with dozens and dozens of starts. They're the only people at 360. I know as you sit here in the first week of September, what do you mean? The Eagles are going to be trashed. Mm. I don't think they are. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm usually not. I think it's the Eagles. I like it. Mm, the Eagles. That is an interesting pick right there. I it probably is. wouldn't have picked them, but it's all I hear good. you. <laughs> For me, when you look at all the, 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 the division 
losers. I, I don't even want to say it like that. But the guys who came in last Fourth place in all the divisions um, in 2020, to me, is easy. It's it's the 49ers, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they were they were hit with the injury bug early in the season last year, and you can't anticipate all of these guys being hurt again. I mean, what are we talking about? Jimmy Garoppolo missed 10 games. Yep. Raheem Mostert missed eight games. Debo Samuels, who I think is going to have Bosa to break out here. Bosa 14 games. Okay, yes. missed nine games. Bosa 14 yeah. games. George Kittle even missed some time. Yeah. You cannot bet on that happening again. I think the Niners are going to have a great season. Uh, I'm not so sure if Jimmy Garoppolo finishes the season as a starter, but uh, to me, they have the best chance to go from worst to first. I think a lot of um, time has been spent on the defense with the 49ers and all the injuries they had and all those guys. I can't say enough about how important Raheem Mostert is to that offense. Mm. He's a true number one running back, and they lost him last year for most of the season. I go back to that Packers playoff game, which we reference often two years ago. Now, of course, we know what happened in the Super Bowl, but Mostert had one of the greatest performances ever by a running back in a postseason game. Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball eight times, and I think a lot of people look at it and be like, well, that's an indictment on Jimmy. I've spoken to the Niners guys over the last two years several times. It's like, why would you ever throw the ball? Throw it, why yeah. would you ever? It might be eight too many. They it just, might have been. Why would you ever throw? It was almost courtesy eight attempts the way that they were running the ball this day. Now Mostert's back. They're healthy. I, I feel like we get the Trey Lance stuff and we start thinking about all this fun, exotic. At their core, the 49ers are a team that wants to shove the ball down your throat and outman you at the line of scrimmage on both sides. So bringing back Trent Williams, having Mike McClinchy in a contract year, having the defensive line be featured with Bosa and Armstead and now Javon Kinlaw in year two, they're going to dominate the line of scrimmage in every game they're in. Every game, both sides of the ball. Question is, can they get enough points to make sure that they can get the scoring to keep up with the teams like... The Rams and the Seahawks. And the they help. I'll take my. I'll, I'll take the odds that this team can go worse first. You know why? Because they did it two years ago mm-hmm. and they went mm-hmm. to Super Bowl. I, if they're healthy, to your point, and it's a huge if, there might be no more dangerous team because of the way they just outmuscle you and physically outplay you at the line of scrimmage. It's a dying art in the NFL. Mm-hmm. We now like finesse and five wide. We're going to run it right down your throat. Mm-hmm. Mostert is going to score every single time as long as we all stick wow. to our assignments. I love it. It's hard to, I mean, there's no, I, I'm trying to follow and push back with you two. I can't do it. It's like, to me, it's clearly the Niners. The Eagles are fascinating. Mm-hmm. Every person we talked to or asked, D'Angelo Hall was sitting here, Nate Burleson before him. You even, I asked you about Nick Sirianni and like players buying into his philosophy, what he is. It seems like everyone across the board is in, you know, players like when coaches do things their own way. And, and I'm really, really excited and enthused by that. But I will ask you, Shregs, if you pull up that list again. The Niners are the team that could go basement to penthouse. But a, a bunch of these teams could make the playoffs. Sure. So I'm asking if you to pick one of these other teams to make the playoffs. Who are you throwing in with? I got two squads. And Kyle, I, I do love you and your Eagles take. And I it could easily see it because the NFC East is wide open. But there are two teams here that I don't know enough about that I want to see. Broncos and Falcons, okay. yep. where there are just question marks that we haven't seen what these new offenses are going to look like with Bridgewater on one side and then Arthur Smith with the other one. But I could easily see the Falcons either giving the Bucks all they can handle in the NFC South or coming up very close in their first year. And then the Broncos, if not now, win, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. No, for, I, I think I, it has to be. I would just say it's an interesting symmetry here with me picking the Eagles and you guys on the Niners. Think of the 2019 Niners this week. Mm-hmm. Nobody had them. You're right. Nobody right. had the Niners to do squat. And yet, they had this young, talented quarterback who played some the year before and looked good. They had a young, offensive-minded head coach. Like, there's a lot of symmetry. There's not a single person in this room or in this industry who predict what the Niners would do that year. And they would have sounded like an idiot if they predicted the Niners to the Super Bowl. That's what this week is about. It's not the chalk. It's taking shots, and sometimes they're right. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. To dish out who you think will be making it to the postseason. Let's start with the NFC. The AFC will be later on in the show. Kyle, show us how it's done, baby. Okay. Start us off there. Yeah. Let's just get them all out now. Uh, I should be drug tested. You should have my job. I hear them every year, guys. And pretty much I look pretty good in January. Uh, here we go. Here's my NFC division winners. The Cowboys are going to do it. The Bucks, obviously, the Packers pre-stock. I'm going with Seattle. I zag, guys. I know everybody's on the Rams and Niners. Same old Seattle, same old Pete, same old Russ, same old Wagner. I think Seattle's going to win this thing. But this is when it gets nuts. Let's go to some wild cards. And they don't call them calm cards. They call them wild cards. And here are my three in the National Football Conference Across the Read 'em and Weep. Read 'em and Weep. The Chicago Bears, I believe, will have the offensive rookie of the year on the field by week two. Let's go over to the right. The San Francisco 49ers, good enough to make it. And in the middle, yes, that is the Philadelphia Eagles logo. Brand new, excitable, ambitious head coach, a lot of young talent, and I still don't believe the NFC East has come around yet, and I think that they will pick away on some of those Washingtons and some Giants. And at the end of the day, the Eagles are going to get a wild card of the NFC. Bears, Eagles, Niners, put it in the vault. Those are my wild card teams for 2020. Why, why no Rams? courage you have? Why no Rams? I zag, Adams. Everybody's on the Rams. Uh, I see uh, they're handing MVP <laughs> trophies to a quarterback who has never won a playoff game. Uh, if you look at the McVay era, early on, a lot of points, a lot of winning. Last couple of years, not quite as robust. And I think that that NFC West cannibalizes each other. And I don't have them getting a Seahawks is an interesting pick by you. Did yes, not see is. that coming. Did not see that coming. All right, Greg. you got, Pita. That was awesome. All right. Thank you. Uh, Kyle, good job. I hear it every year. I got to get drug tested. You should, <laughs> yeah. have, you should have your job. Yeah. You should do it. Guess what? I picked Bucks versus Chiefs in the Super Bowl last year. I think I know what I'm talking about. And yet, I can tell you, I'm throwing darts. All right, here we go. (laughs) Here are my division winners. Let's reveal them right here. Kyle, I have a shocker. The Giants! All right. To win the NFC East. The New York Giants, they put it all together in a do-or-die season. The Buccaneers in the South, the Packers like you in the North, and then I'm going with the LA Rams. I believe the hype. I think it's that good. But I have the Giants winning the division. If I'm all in on Joe Judge as coach of the year, he's going to have to win the division. And I think a lot of people in that building know it's now or never, and that pressure is real, and I think they're going to come together and galvanize. But let's see the wild cards. Is there a star logo in this wild card? No! No! Sorry, Dallas. I no. have Washington as my wild card okay. team. It's magic. Kyle, you took Dallas and Philly out of the East. I'm taking Giants and Washington out of oh, the East. Man. I, too, love Seattle this year. Under the radar okay. team. One of the best quarterbacks in the league with yep. a really good defense. And I can't, I can't deny Niners. the Niners. They're healthy. They're ready to go. But there are a few teams. The Cowboys, the Bears, Why the Why not Vikings. the Cowboys? Cowboys, I just don't see it. I don't see it this oh, year. And I feel like they've been fun for August for start, for hard knocks. They've been a blast. <laughs> but I, I just don't see it as a one year of to flip it up. I really like your picks, better. all of them. Give me give me the sell on the Giants winning the division. This is a team that has been building and building and building and last year finished the year with three wins out of their last four and the guys within that organization are so uber confident with what they have. Yeah. They're not listening to the noise. 
I'm going to take that for a ride. Mm. Giants, NFC East champions, a return to greatness, a home playoff game in our backyard. Oh, you man. couldn't find it in your heart to find a little spot for those Arizona Cardinals. I know. Peter? You I couldn't know. do it. No, I you? wanted to. I know you did. You know you must I wanted be believing to. in Danny Dimes, man. Uh, you must be believing in Danny Washington's Dimes. Washington's defense, too good for that okay. other wild card. Okay, how'd y'all start this? Oh, don't get at me. Don't tell me. Drug I need test. To... <laughs> he should have a job. All of that stuff. But I'm going to say this. Don't tweet me. Okay, leave me alone. I do this for a living. That's this is my one. profession. Leave yeah. Me alone. All, right. Get tweets. all right. Four division winners. We got, we got, all right. We got, we got. Let's reveal them. Go on. I got the Bucks. Okay. The Rams, Headliners. the Packers, and the Cowboys. Okay. I think the Rams are going to do their thing. I know you talk about Matthew Stafford not winning nope. a playoff game, uh, but he has a different team around him, different, different coordinator. And early with the Rams, they were putting out a bunch of points. But then they had Jared Goff the last couple of years. That's why he's not there. Yeah. All right, wild card round. Um, let's let's just reveal. Any shockers? Reveal. Let's no, see. I don't think. See. Yes, I knew you guys were going to have something to say about the Saints. Look, it's good. I can't sit here and say I'm a total believer in Jameis Winston. Okay, but I am an absolute believer in Sean Payton. Okay. Okay, and I think Sean Payton can coach the interceptions out of this guy. Wow. I think uh, he can coach him into a better leadership stance on that on that field. And uh, Jameis, I think in this preseason, has shown me he's capable of pushing the ball downfield because obviously in the last couple of years, Drew Brees couldn't push the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. And I think Sean Payton wants to get the ball downfield. So the Saints are my surprise going into the playoffs. Big uphill battle prediction. for Jameis and company. I love the NFC West got there. three teams on my list. Yeah, Trace, what, was the hardest, yeah. what was the hardest part of the NFC playoff picture for you? To decide, I wanted to go all NFC West. I think uh, with the three wildcard teams, I wanted to have Cardinals, Seahawks, and Rams, and yet Washington and the Giants. I feel too. I feel like Washington's defense is too good to lose more than like seven games, eight games. So I put them in there. What was your takeaway from this exercise, Kyle? When I did this, okay, (laughs) so stressful. The NFC, uh, I got to like six spots out of the out out of the seven. I was like, I think I'm good. I don't need this. Bears are the last team in, or. Probably the Bears and Eagles. <laughs> Whereas the AFC, I was like, I need 20 spots. Yep. I, I can't fit them in this. I, the AFC felt so much more loaded to me. Um, and we'll do that later in the show. <laughs> Eagles, you're high on the Eagles. I'm high enough that they're going to make it. Okay, so last year, yeah. last year oh. I took the Bears to the playoffs. Everybody <laughs> killed me for it. They made the playoffs. The one that I – and listen, it's not about me, but you have to take shots. Last yeah. year I, I said the Dolphins in the playoffs. Annihilated. I, I, everyone said I should be fired. Double-digit winners. They just didn't make it in the playoffs. I feel great about that pick. There are some picks that we and people on the world will make today that you are going to be so angry about, yeah. and then many of them will be right. It's how it works. Mm-hmm. It's not just chalk. You don't just pull up some column and say, here's all the winners. It, it, there's crazy things that happen in this league. you yeah. got to pick some. It is time now for the AFC predictions. Who's playing in January? Who's winning the division? Who's squeezing in with the wild card? Who's left on the outside looking in? The graphic is awesome. This is fun. <laughs> NFC's tough. Is the AFC tough, though, Kyle? The AFC is really tough. It was for me just because there's so many good teams and you get the same seven spots. I wish you could take a couple from the NFC and flex it. You cannot do that. We did NFC earlier. Uh, we will go around the table now. My, here are my 2021 AFC playoff teams starting with the division winners. Let's do it. Okay. Buffalo stock. I believe the Buffalo Bills and Ollie win the division. They will be the one seed in the AFC. Tennessee Titans, I can't not pick them. Too many strengths, too many weaknesses in the other teams. I'm going to go with the Ravens, guys, in the north. And I know that's not terribly popular. A lot of action on Cleveland, Pittsburgh, who knows. I go Baltimore and then Kansas City. I think pretty much everybody has them. But that's not where the real juice is on these things. It's in the wild cards. Again, wild card. The word wild. What do we got? Here we go. I got Cleveland. I got New England. And I'm going with Denver. Denver. These actually aren't that wild. Cleveland, very popular. New England, we've talked about it a lot. The defense should be great. Mac Jones, hashtag looks the part. Denver, I like it. And I liked it when they made the Teddy Bridgewater choice because that said exactly what we're going to be about. We're going to run the hell out of it. We're going to be a little safe. And we're going to lean on our defense. Um, There's a couple teams that are very popular in the AFC that I don't have Mm -hmm. that I won't mention them now because maybe you guys have them. We can chew it up afterwards. That's that's who I got. I got uh, Cleveland. I got Denver in the wild card. Take it down. Whatever you want to do. The Broncos are very much so an outlier there. Let us know how you feel at GMFB. Peter, you are up. I'm up. I'm interested in that you took the Patriots over the Dolphins. We'll talk about that. A lot of Dolphins hype all summer long. Let's see where I go here. Let's see where I go. Division winners. Let's see. Similar. Okay. Okay. I've got Cleveland winning the AFC North for the first time, I think, since ever, since they've had the new, you know, division alignment and since they've come back in 99. I've got Cleveland. I really believe it. 
Uh, AFC South is a nightmare. Tennessee might not be great, but they're going to win that division. The Colts I can't get behind with whatever's going on there. Kansas City, of course, I'm going to pick Kansas City and Buffalo. Wild cards are where this gets okay. wild. Let's see my wild card teams. Mm-hmm. Ah. Big on the north. Big on the north. Steelers and Ravens, uh-huh. both in. Patriots over Dolphins as well. I'm going with a rookie quarterback as well. Right. I think Mac Jones is stepping in to the ideal situation with a loaded roster, the best coaching staff in football, and all of the momentum of having outplayed Cam Newton. I've got the Patriots outdoing the Dolphins as well. That is two for two, both of us. And I think chalk is usually Dolphins over Patriots mm. yeah. in the AFC East for that second wild card spot. But to a lot of those teams, I'm sorry I don't have you in there. Mm-hmm. I can't say no to the Ravens mm-hmm. and Steelers. Mm-hmm. There's just too many, too much history with both those teams. Man, I like all of you guys' lists, man. Okay. Let me go ahead and get so mine on here, right? All right? My four division winners. All right, I got the Bills with the number one seed, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, I got the Chiefs with the number two seed, the Browns, <sighs> and the Titans. Same as you, mm-hmm. Peter. Um, I'm, be- I'm drinking some of the Kool-Aid that Cleveland's putting me out too. there right now. I really like what I'm seeing out of Baker Mayfield, and they run the football, right? But you guys are right. It's the wild card round and the wild card times where it gets a little dicey. What we got? Chargers! Chargers! I have New England, and I think the Chargers get in, man. And they're going to do some damage. They're going to be a very scary team. And the way that I have it seeded, right, that first-round matchup will be the Chiefs against the Chargers, right? A division opponent. They know you. There will be the third time that these guys play each other. I don't know, man. Casey, better watch out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here, here, are my, here are my thoughts right away. Chargers, the outlier for you. Broncos, the outlier for you. Um, no one took the Dolphins. Nope. No. We're all collectively out on the Dolphins. All of you took the Patriots, mm-hmm. as I'm seeing. I feel like earlier in the offseason, you weren't here, but you two were definitely like Patriots outside looking in. What changed? Mac Jones. This totally changed it. I mean, the confidence they have in that quarterback, and it's so overwhelmingly positive coming out of there that I don't think they would have made that decision. Peter, do you think that you put them in the playoffs if they had stuck with Cam Newton as a starter? I I definitely would not have. No, I I wouldn't have done it either, and it just seems like I'm more more confident in the rookie quarterback than I am of Tua. Uh uh And and, and that was weird to me as I was putting the teams down because, like, the, the common sense is saying, no, Tua, he's had an extra year. He, you know, he came out look, look, and looked good in the, in the preseason. But I don't know. I do think that Mac Jones is in a better situation. Mm. Did you leave the Steelers out of yours? I left the Peter's Steelers. the only one at this table that had the Steelers in. I can't like you, though. You, though, have been talking about how the Steelers are this team. Nobody's going to pick up. Everyone's yet you, yet you. You run out oh. of room fast. No. There's only seven You want to put the all the AFC North in. Last year, I picked the Steelers to win the Super yeah. Bowl, and it looked great for us. I, I didn't have a spot for him. I didn't. For the viewers at home who are freaking out about the Dolphins, here's what it is, essentially. You have a wedding party you can fill out, and there are only seven yep. <laughs> groomsmen or bridesmaids. And, of yep. course, the eighth and ninth person you want in there, but there's only spots for seven. It's really hard. The groomsman that is on no one's list that has a hell of a roster, Indianapolis. No Colts. No, no one has the Colts. Great coach. Great oh, yeah. coach. Great line. What great you're saying team. is you don't believe in Carson Wentz. He's going to be the same old Carson Wentz. Or it's just who gets t- hurt. Yeah. I don't just listen. Saying. I don't know if he can play well enough. I don't know if he's going to be available to play, exactly. given how the preseason is going. So no, I can't pick them. That's, no. And I'll be honest, the Vikings and the Colts both have really good teams. Both their quarterbacks are unvaccinated. I don't know if they're available every mm-hmm. week. I'm not putting my name on a team that I don't know if their quarterback is even available to play all 17 weeks. Say what you want about the vaccines, and I know you will. <laughs> but I, I just from football reasons, mm-hmm. I need my guys available, at least to be you know? 100% available to me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not taking my risk on those. Why did you invite the Steelers to your wedding? Because I trust the defense, the running game. We're going to weddings for years. And Mike, Great groomsmen. Mike Tomlin's been at so many weddings. He's such a good party guy at the wedding. I've got to invite him to the wedding. He's, yeah. in, he's a group. Mike Tomlin's at my I, wedding. I think, I think we're giving the Pittsburgh Steelers a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. Just because of the tradition, that's fair. Organization. Maybe I'm picking the logo, and, and and I think that's what we're doing. We have seen Ben Roethlisberger get old right in front of our face, and I'm not too sure the Pittsburgh Steelers has a plan B. Mm-hmm. And so I think they may be asking for Ben to come back at the end of the season because mm-hmm. who's going to be the starter? Mm. One was team. He, I want one team that, and I want your thoughts too. No, no one took the Raiders. Yeah, I was gonna that too. And the Raiders. Are, did you think about it, Trey? I did. Yeah. I did. I did. Because they're six and three two years ago, and they fall apart six Peter, and three like, last year. Did, yeah. did you really think about I it? I did. I thought no, about them as did? a final wild card spot. And the I, final could, one? I couldn't do it. Just the history. Who was your final? Would you say? Because mine was Denver. Mine was Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has the final. That's the seventh groomsman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's his brother-in-law usually. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> 
Fantasy football is here. Drafts are pretty much over. So instead of picking divisions, I'm going to be even more specific. Okay. And I'm going to throw in with a player at each position. These are my five ride or cry fantasy players. Guys, I'm attaching my name to that I think okay. are going to have great seasons, right. whether they're values, whether they're breakout years, whether they'll be top five performances. They're going to make waves, I think. So they're either going to make me happy or leave me in tears. But I'm ride or crying with okay. them all the way through. First, yeah. at quarterback... I'm doing it. James Winston's Do it. doing it. All right. Well, I can't do it with a straight face, but I'm doing it. He's I'm doing it because of value. It's not a huge risk. He's going as a late QB2. Even a QB3. <laughs> because this is the at this is the fantasy asteroid, Michael. That's what it is. The risk is relatively low based on where you saw he was going just there. We know what the ceiling is. He was a top five quarterback in 2019. Too hard for me to ignore that talent at that value with that coach, Mike Robb, that has you putting the Saints in your playoff picture. Yep. I am all in hoping the combo of Sean Payton, LASIK. <laughs> I'm in on that. LASIK. You LASIK. Sure. True. And Alvin Kamara out there. Uh, and hopefully Michael Thomas back straightens everything out. And the, the hopefully... They'll be okay. Okay, so does that sound convincing, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Here, my next rider cry player is, I'm very confident about this one, Clyde Edwards Alaire. A lot of post hype sleeping on him at the running back spot. He's going as a running back, too. I had him inside my top 12. I think there's a great chance he finishes in the top 10. This is a high scoring offense with the Chiefs. Plenty of red zone opportunities should be had. I think he finds more consistency this year. Trey Smith, talk about it. Yes, the offensive line has changed, but I got to see them up close and personal. I got to spend a little time with Clyde Edwards Delaire on the sidelines there, and I'm very much in and comfortable with him. Where he's going, he will absolutely exceed those expectations. At wide receiver, I'm going with T. Higgins. For ride or cry? Ride or cry, oh T. Higgins. He's, he's going as a wide receiver three. Okay. That's where he was drafted. I definitely think he outperforms that. Last year, despite not playing in week one, he still was on an 1,100-yard pace before Joe Burrow got hurt. Now he's got Burrow back. He's entering his sophomore season. And I'm just going to say, he might be Joe Burrow's primary target out yep. there. Jamar Chase, you we get it. Some early struggles there. Yeah, yeah I just I think T. Higgins is a solid option. He's a wide receiver three. Come on. Great. Another wide receiver I'll put on this list. I mean, no surprise here. I'm obsessed with Rondale Moore. If you watch this show regularly, you know I'm all in on him. He went 90th, around the 90 spot, meaning you can get him as a late-round steal. We know the second-round pick is going to be involved in this offense. Cliff Kingsbury, the madman, the scientist, using him all over the field, all over the preseason. And he's dynamic. He's game-breaker. So take a swing on him late in drafts if you haven't drafted already. If you got him, get ready to play him. I think he's going to be uh, a game-changing, versatile talent. It's going to put up points for your fantasy team. Finally, at tight end, another guy I love, TJ Hawkinson. Sixth the position. I think I had him at four right after Darren Waller. Uh, this is the year that the former top ten pick ascends into that Kelsey Kittle-Waller tier. He's mm. in the mix. He's Jared Goff's most reliable target remaining with the departures of Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay this offseason, Danny Amendola. There's 216 targets up for grabs, and I think a lot of those are going to be funneled Hawks' way. Big target. Jared Goff happens to like those. His coach happens to be a former tight ends coach. So 1,000 yards for him wouldn't be crazy. And that does not happen with tight ends, but no, it, does it does not really happen. I'm always looking for like 700. Two of them, three of them last year. Yeah. yeah. So let's take a look at the full list. What do we think? I'll start with you, Emrod, because you were telling me in the break that you like this Moore kid. Yeah, I do. I love the Rondell Moore kid. I mean, he's great in space, great short area quickness. He can make people miss, and he's a dog when he gets the ball in his hands. I like Clyde Edwards Hilaire too. Mm. You talk about yeah. that offensive line, man. They're rebuilt. I think they're better than we've seen Kansas City's mm-hmm. offensive line. They're road graders. You talk about Trey Smith at that right yeah. guard spot, they, they, they're going to present some problems mm. in defenses. Um, Rondell Moore, am I worried about playing him every week because there's so many mouths No, he's a good wide receiver three. He's going to touch the ball. He's going to carry the ball three or four times. Yep. They're going to throw him the rock. I want to talk about Jameis because it's ride or cry. That means you're saying Jameis is a QB1. Like, no one wants to hear ride or cry about a QB2. Yeah. <laughs> there's 12 quarterbacks yeah, yeah. in fantasy drafts at the most. He's yeah. one of them? Well, I said I like the value. He's going to exceed where he's what going, does that mean? which is a quarterback <laughs> two, quarterback three. Uh, am I starting him, like, week one? Mm. Then you're crying. You're not riding with yeah. him. No, Say yes. Good Olin. He picked the Eagles. I'll go well. Yeah. yeah. Let's <laughs> go. Don't drug test me. Yeah. Don't come after my job. That's Don't what they do. What are you going to do psychologically? Okay. Week six, <laughs> the Cardinals play against the Browns, which means it's going to be Rondale Moore versus Jeremiah owusu Koomoa <laughs> in a matchup. For real. Like, And I know that you like those guys. Yeah. What are you going to do? Are you going to start Rondale? 
Yeah. <laughs> I will <laughs> start Rondell <laughs> in that matchup. I'll go, I'll go based off what I see the first five weeks. There are a lot of Chiefs fans who wore this man's jersey Hello. growing up. Falcons fans as well. Our next guest rewrote the record book for NFL tight ends. And when he retired, he ranked first among tight ends in career receptions, <clears throat> receiving yards, and touchdowns. And choked up and fit here. Let's <laughs> <laughs> welcome 14-time huh? Pro Bowler, <laughs> Pro Football Hall of Famer, friend of the show, Tony Gonzalez. What up, Tony? What's up, Tony? What's up, boys and girls? How are you? What's up? Hello. Excellent, man. What's up, Tony? Good morning. I know you're on the West Coast. Greg, I miss you, buddy. I haven't seen you in a while, man. I I miss you. You look great on that green screen, dude. Before we get to football, though, let's just find out what's going on in the world of Tony Gonzalez. I like to live vicariously through you on Twitter. Uh, What have you been up to and how have you been spending your summer? Well, I have uh, made a move out to Austin, Texas, like a lot of other Californians. Um, And what else did we do? We went to Italy, went to Greece, went to Spain. Uh, We ate some good food, had a good time. And now I'm here uh, representing uh, TiVo. So 4K stream. You want to ask me about that, too? We'll get to that one. I read, I, of course we will, but I read that you're going to explore the acting world. I read that in a press release that Tony is going to be uh, dipping his toe again. I remember you as Paul Donovan in Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. Oh, yeah. When you say you're getting into acting, Tony, does it really mean you're getting into acting or are you like, I want to be an actor in a cameo? What are we doing here? <laughs> well, actually, I just got done shooting a, a show called Long Slow Exhale. We worked on that for about four months. Uh, it's my first, I guess, big role. Uh, Josh Lucas is is the lead in the show. We shot it for Spectrum. Paramount um, Paramount was the producer on it, so it's a, it's my first big show. So I can't wait for it to come out. I can't tell you when it's going to come out because I don't know yet. But they're saying November, <laughs> and if not then, then maybe at the you know January. But I play a father who um, uh, of a of a basketball player on a team, and I have ALS, so it's actually a really big role. So we'll be able to tell if I can really do this or not after this uh, experience. We cannot wait to see that. Tony Gonzalez is joining the program. Uh, Tony, let's talk a little football, shall we? You in front of that green screen there. Always good to see you. I typed in your name and the name Kyle Pitts into my search engine this morning, and it is just, boom, flooded with articles comparing the both of you. What do you make of those comparisons? Uh, You know, when I look at him, he's that evolution of of that tight end position. Kind of like when I came in, uh, people were saying, wow, you know, you've never really seen this type of athleticism at the at the position. And you see him, you're like, oh, my gosh, uh, you know, running a 4-4, that tall, that strong. Uh, I, I look at him and I say the sky's the limit. And he went to a great place playing with, with Matt Ryan. I, I'm telling you right now, I, I'm thinking eight, ten touchdowns because in the red zone, you just throw it up in the air. And Matt, uh, obviously, we had a great connection when I was there in Atlanta, and he knows how to just give it up there. He's a basketball-type player, throw it up, highest point, can't stop it. Even when you're covered, you're, you're not covered. You, you can have great position on him as a defensive player. And I used to tell Matt this. When I first got there, he said, where do you like it? I said, throw it up high and let me go get it because even if I'm covered, I'm not covered because these guys, they just can't hang with me athletically. I'm 6'6", or mm-hmm. well, I'm 6'5". He's 6'6", and jumps 40 inches and runs a 4'4". I see big mm-hmm. things coming from this guy. No doubt. And listen, the sky's the limit also for long, slow exhale. I'm reading about it right now, Tony. <laughs> Famke Johnson is in this yeah. thing. Xenia from GoldenEye, and she's awesome. <laughs> We've watched her for 20 years. We cannot wait to watch the show. And if I were to give a Famke Johnson comp for a wide receiver, okay. it's going to be Julio Jones. Of course. Natural talent, long, durable career. Uh, so Kyle Pitts comes in. Julio goes out. You kind of relate, Tony, in the sense that you were traded late in your career as Julio was. What do you think now is the Julio Jones 2021 experience down there in Tennessee? I, I think just like when when I left Kansas City after year 12, I'm, I'm sure there was a lot of people out there saying, you know, does he does he still have it? Uh, can he get back to that top form? And, and I went out there and I, I think I was, you know, I went to the Pro Bowl four times and uh, made, you know, all pro a couple of times. So, I expect the same thing from Julio. Do not count him out. It, it, there is not the old Julio. It's, he is going to add a dimension to that offense with that running back, with that big horse in the backfield, uh, and A.J. Brown on the other side. Uh, it's going to be just like the offense, I guess, that we had out there in, in Atlanta where it was where it was me, Roddy White. Uh, you had Michael Turner in the backfield. 
uh, it's going to be pretty much unstoppable. Uh, Tannehill is going to have an outstanding year because Julio also, mm. I, I, from what I know of Julio, he he is out to, to silence a lot of people. Uh, he is out to say, hey, you know, I'm still the best receiver in the NFL, uh, one of the best receivers of all time. I expect big things out of him this year. Yeah, TJ, and I also think Julio wants to win a championship, man. You know what I mean? He's searching for it just like we all uh, search for it in our careers now. You played 12 seasons in Kansas City. Then you were traded to Atlanta. Three years later, you faced the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Now, Tom Brady's doing the same thing this year. He faces um, his former team in New England in Foxborough week four. Mm. Just take us through the emotions, uh, you know, returning home to face your former team. And what do you think it go- is going to be Tom Brady's mindset when he goes to New England? You know what? Honestly, it was, it's a big distraction. I mean, you try to put it out of your mind as best you can, and I'm, and, you know, and I was able to do it. Uh, but at the same time, it's still there. And when you show up and you see all the old faces, you see the old equipment manager, you see the old coaches you played with, you see some of the pl- all the players that you used to play with. Uh, but now you're in the visiting locker room. It, it's weird. It, you're looking around like this is this. It, it's not how you thought it was going to be. Because uh, I'm sure Tom probably thought he was going to be in New England the rest of his career. Uh, but one of the cool things is is when I went out in the field uh, as a visiting team, I remember uh, the, the 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 broadcast, the, the guy who does all the announcements at the stadium, they said, welcome to uh, the Atlanta Falcons. And at the end it said, and let's welcome back Tony Gonzalez. And mm-hmm. that was just class. Uh, and I hope New England does something like that because the crowd at that point made the biggest ovation. And I remember one of the players on my team, he came up to me and he looked at me while the crowd was going nuts. And and he said, wow, that's pretty cool. And it was, it was just a great feeling to be back in the old stadium. Uh, But then as soon as I scored my touchdown and I dunked it over the goalpost, they all booed me. All those those cheers were great food. And I'm sure that's going to happen to Tom, too. (laughs) I love it. I love that you're shouting out Alan Wright, the uh, Chiefs equipment guy. You see your equipment manager and you're like, I love you, dude. You're my guy. Yeah, I get it, dude. Uh, You're here on behalf of TiVo Stream 4K. Tell us more about your role and their role in football campaign and how TiVo is trying to reinvent themselves during this football season. Yeah, yeah, believe it or not, it's Otivo. Everybody remembers them. Uh, 4K streaming, which is the best quality that you can get. Uh, I shot a great commercial for them that'll be out soon. Uh, but it's it's great. It's got the coolest thing about it. It's got this voice control um, um, ability where you just say, "Hey, watch the Atlanta Falcons, watch the Kansas City Chiefs," uh, and it takes you right to it. And then as soon as that's done, you can say, "Okay," and I got four kids. I can say, "Okay, let's watch." The Rock's latest movie, or or let's watch Long Slow Exhale. Let's get that going on there, and uh, it'll take you directly to it. So it's great for that aspect as well. And and then you know it's only twenty nine ninety nine. You can get it on Amazon or or any other outlets out there. So it's just a, a a great way to take your TV experience to the next level, make it easy and four K. Like I said, you can't get better than that. That's an ultimate way to watch a football game. It is. It is. It's funny when you're saying it's back and everybody remembers it. I thought you were talking about Tebow, but no, Tivo. <laughs> no, much different. <laughs> Tebow is not back. Urban Meyer saw to that, and then we all had a long, slow exhale. Tony, uh, NFL Films is a treasure chest. It is filled with so many wondrous clips, past and present. We uncovered uh-huh. our friend Mike Robinson mic'd up in the 2012 NFC Divisional against your Falcons. Why don't we sit back and take a listen? Everybody at home, TiVo this. All we got to do is withstand this initial punch. They're going to be juiced up. Right now, touchdown. Here it comes. Could be a touchdown here. Ryan going to throw. Gonzalez! The catch! Yeah! And a one-yard touchdown pass to Tony Gonzalez, who's caught a lot of them in his 16-year career. He need to go ahead and retire. I'm tired of him making plays. Tony, that's how you do it, brother. <laughs> Mike wants you to retire. He was so sick of it. Tony, what do you remember about that game? We're all laughing. Oh, man. You know what, though? Because we were winning. We were pretty much dominating the whole game. And then fourth quarter, second half, they came and back. They came back. And just... <laughs> stormed on us and 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 took the lead with I think a minute left in the game and I was like here we go again I'm about to lose I'd never won a playoff game into that point uh but fortunately I think we had two plays and we connected on two plays kicked the field goal 50 something yarder uh Matt Bryan to win the game and you know we sent him home 
uh, and it was probably, it was the best experience, the only playoff win I've ever had in my life, but it was the beginning of their little dynasty they had out there. So uh, I like to think we were part Maybe of it. Maybe we can help you out, TG. <laughs> You guys needed that. And then the yeah. next year, you were yeah. ready to go. Man, I was so pissed off. We're going to play the Niners the next week. Uh-huh. Yeah, don't get me started. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I know. Tony, awesome stuff as always. Thank you so much for coming on on behalf of TiVo. I'm excited to check it out. I'm yeah. Yeah. Watch Tony Gonzalez on Good Morning Football, and then they'll take care of it for mm-hmm. me. Appreciate it, buddy, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good one. You guys are great. Thank you, Mr. Grimsley. He took you right back to that game. Yeah, he did. I, you're I about got to run through a wall. I got pissed off all I over again. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> you got a ring? Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.